0: Creating an organizational culture that's more inclusive for black employees. Adia Harvey-Wingfield Summary What comprises an organizational culture that makes black employees feel welcomed and valued? According to research and in-depth interviews, two qualities stand out, particularly among black workers in market-focused sectors, the ability to collaborate post http colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash hbr save https colon slash slash hbr.org slash 2023 slash 11 slash creating dash and dash organizational dash culture dash that's dash more dash inclusive dash for dash black dash employees hash sign print javascript window dot print winky face organizational culture is a critical part of how companies set norms values and expectations Researchers are now starting to consider how aspects of that culture can function in ways that make it difficult for black employees to thrive. Sociologist Victor Ray has argued that organizations are structured so that resources, credentials, and rewards maintain racial imbalances. This has implications in medicine, law, business, and other fields, often leaving black workers marginalized, facing high bars to advancement, or being pushed out altogether. It is also a key aspect of what I refer to as the gray areas of work, the social, cultural, and relational dynamics of work that perpetuate racial inequality. But organizational culture does not always have to be alienating and hostile to black workers. In the course of many years researching black professionals and their experiences at work, I found instead that both structural and interpersonal factors can set the tone for when and how these employees manage to succeed. On the structural side, companies with an organizational culture that encourages collaboration and teamwork may better serve black workers than those that promote hierarchy. Furthermore, environments that recognize black workers' distinct experiences also allow them to feel more seen and valued. The takeaway here is that there are ways for companies and workers to develop an organizational culture that supports rather than alienates black colleagues. My recent book, Gray Areas, How the Way We Work Perpetuates Racism and What We Can Do to Fix It, highlights aspects of organizational culture for seven black workers and discusses which cultural dynamics are more or less racially inclusive. Darren, one of the workers profiled in the book, described fitting comfortably into the organizational culture at his current job with a major financial company. Darren had recently moved into a vice president role after nearly a decade with another financial institution and he went on to compare that culture at his previous job to the ones that he felt were a better fit for him. I've worked at other places where it's very, don't even talk to me if you're at a certain level. But every place isn't like that, he said. It matters to get things done, but also how you do things. You, can, treat people in a respectful manner. He continued, at this company I was in the room with senior people, and I could share my ideas. As long as you're thoughtful about it, you can give your opinion and no one looks at you like, why are you in the room talking? Everyone's opinions matter. Many, if not most, companies in the financial industry would likely be characterized by a market-based culture. They are places driven by the desire to maximize profits and make money for shareholders, as such, the culture often encourages a focus on profitability and results. However, even though this climate may reign in the industry at large, organizations vary in the extent to which they encourage some aspects of cooperation and broad input. Darren's experience shows that strict market-based cultures that discourage collaboration may be particularly hard on workers of color. Market-driven cultures that discourage entry-level workers' feedback, input, and participation can be especially alienating for black employees. Given that these workers are already underrepresented in these jobs, organizational cultures that discourage their input can be especially difficult to navigate. Instead, a culture that encourages discussion, working together, and valuing input across the board can have a positive impact on black workers who might otherwise feel marginalized by status hierarchies. Later in our interviews, Darren described another shift in the organizational culture that helped him to feel more welcome and included at work. He told me that in his early years in the financial industry, he learned quickly that keeping his head down and avoiding fraught discussions of race and racism were a must. He shared, I probably know how to blend in, I know how to get along. It would just be very rare that I would have a discussion of race at work. Even as a black worker in a predominantly white environment, he didn't want to stand out as that person who is willing to violate cultural norms by drawing attention to racial issues and dynamics. But this culture is slowly beginning to change. Darren's company, like many others today, is also grappling with broader societal shifts. Consequently, as discussions of diversity, systemic racism, and inequality have taken center stage in media, academia, and other outlets, some organizations are moving away from a completely colorblind orientation. This means that at his current company some of the cultural norms that encourage racial silence are slowly shifting. Reflecting on these changes, Darren mused that more open discussions of race and equity were no longer quite so taboo. It's becoming more and more common, he said. You see this with the discussions around culture and fit and being inclusive. So, there's been a lot more training about that. To some extent, some of these things are happening more. This is even happening at places that haven't been so open to the topic. We had inclusiveness training recently while I was at my old company and people talked about their experiences and where they're from, he said. That was kind of interesting. It was an opportunity for me to talk more about my experiences than ever before. It might seem contradictory that discussions of controversial topics like race would be beneficial in a workplace where the culture usually encourages anodyne behaviors and interactions. It's more common for companies to encourage a race-neutral environment, and many workers correctly sense that the organizations where they work frown upon discussion of race and racism. Furthermore, white workers have been, shown, to react negatively to workplace discussions of race and racism, facilitating backlash and resentment. But the move away from a strictly colorblind organizational culture to a place where open discussions of race and racism is becoming more central and culturally acceptable, and it has benefited Darren in concrete ways. Responding to the hashtag Black Lives Matter protests of the summer of 2020, his company now acknowledges that there may be ways to talk more about how and why race matters in the workplace. While the inclusiveness training that his company has implemented is not a cure-all and in fact there's reason to be mistrustful about mandated diversity trainings, this cultural change opens up space for Darren to consider how he can help support other black workers. More explicit attention to racial inequality, particularly the challenges it can bring in the workplace, can be helpful for black workers. But what would it require to establish this type of culture? My research shows that while it may seem daunting, there are steps that can be taken. First, it's important to recognize that leaders set the tone. Executives and senior leaders can explicitly identify racial diversity as a company goal and collect data over time to track where and how the organization meets its targets and where it falls short. This indicates that racial diversity is a priority. Second, leaders can also establish opportunities for managers to connect with workers across racial groups, whether through cross-training or mentoring programs open to all. These strategies can improve the numbers of workers of color in leadership roles, and initiatives like this at Darren's company had a significant impact on his ability to speak openly about his own experiences in the financial industry. Darren's example also suggests that everyday workers can play a role in helping to shift this climate as well. Recall that Darren only moved from a race-concealing to race-conscious approach when it seemed safe to do so, and that there would not be adverse consequences to him in making that change. Thus, a third step to changing culture involves employees. Colleagues can vocally support leadership in efforts to increase diversity and collect data, and they can make it a point to work with, mentor, and sponsor Black employees who otherwise might go overlooked. These seem like small steps, but they may pretend meaningful cultural shifts for Black workers. Darren is just one case study, but his experience reveals opportunities that await both companies and workers in the effort to increase racial diversity. He shows that the nuances of organizational culture matter, and companies that consider how their culture can be alienating for black employees can adjust accordingly. Furthermore, shifting the culture to one that includes rather than excludes black workers is an attainable goal. It requires effort from leaders and employees, but is possible to achieve. By now, HTTPS slash slash HBR org slash product slash the year in tech the insights you need from Harvard Business Review W slash ab equals at underscore art underscore IDP underscore VX underscore S. Yeah.